foot against the place where the bedpost appeared to be standing, and my foot met no resistance. I stepped over to the light in my own room and snapped the button. In the sudden glare, everything readjusted itself to normal. There stood my bed, and here in their accustomed place about the room were ranged the chairs, the polished wardrobe. We do not use cupboards in the West India Islands. The mahogany dressing table. Even my clothes, which I'd hung over the chair where Albertina, my servant, would find them in the morning and put them, they were of white drill, into the soiled clothes bag in the morning. I shook my head. Light and shadow in these islands seem somehow different from what they are like at home in the United States. The tricks they play are different tricks somehow. I snapped off the light again, and in the ensuing dead blackness, I crawled in under the loose edge of the mosquito netting, tucked it along under the edge of the mattress on that side, adjusted my pillows and the sheets, and settled myself for a good sleep. Even to a moderate man, these gentlemen's parties are rather wearing sometimes. They invariably last too long. I closed my eyes and was asleep before I could have put these last ideas into words. In the morning... The recollection of the experience with the bed being in the wrong place was gone. I jumped out of bed and into my shower bath at half past six, for I'd promised O'Brien, captain of the US Marines, to go out with him to the rifle range at La Grande Princesse that morning and look over the butts with him. I like O'Brien, and I am not uninterested in the efficiency of Uncle Sam's Marines, but my chief objective was to watch the Pelicans. Out there on the glorious beach of a state grande princesse, big princess as the black people call it, a colony of pelicans make their home, and it is a never-ending source of amusement for me to watch them fish. A Caribbean pelican is probably the most graceful flyer we have in these latitudes, barring not even the hurricane bird, a describer of noble arcs and parabolas and the most insanely, absurdly awkward creature on land that Providence has cared, in a light-hearted moment, to create. I expressed my interest in Captain O'Brien's latest improvements, and while he was talking shop to one of his lieutenants and half a dozen enlisted men he had camped out there, I slipped down to the beach to watch the pelicans fish. Three or four of them were describing curves and turns of indescribable complexity and perfect grace over the green water of the reef-enclosed white beach. Ever and again, one would stop short in the air, fold himself up like a jackknife, turn head downward, his great pouched bill extending like the head of a cruel spear, and drop like a plummet into the water, emerging an instant later with the pouch distended with a fish. I stayed a trifle too long for my eyes. Driving back, I observed that I had picked up several sunspots, and when I arrived home, I polished a set of yellowish sun spectacles I keep for such emergencies and put them on. The east side of the house had been shaded against the pouring morning sunlight, and in this double shade, I looked to see my eyes clear up. The sunspots persisted, however, in that annoying, recurrent way they have, almost disappearing and then returning in undiminished kaleidoscopic grotesqueness. Those strange blocks and parcels of pure colour, changing as one winks from indigo to brown, and from brown to orange, and then to a blinding turquoise blue, 
according to some very eerie nature laws of physics within the fluids of the eye itself. The sunspots were so persistent that morning that I decided to keep my eyes closed for some considerable time and see if that would allow them to run their course and wear themselves out. Blue and mauve grotesques of the vague general shape of diving pelicans swam and jumped inside my eyes. It was very annoying. I called to Albertina. Albertina, said I, when she had come to the door. Please go into my bedroom and close all the jalousie tight. Keep out all the light you can, please. All right, sir, replied the obedient Albertina, and I heard her slapping the jalousie blinds together with sharp little clicks. The jalousie all close, sir, reported Albertina. I thanked her and proceeded with half-shut eyes into the bedroom, which not yet invaded with the afternoon sunlight and closely shuttered.